All right, and welcome back to another episode of Ripple with a Cause. And joining me this evening, one and only David from the Morning Drive with David podcast. How's it going, brother? It's going good, brother. How you doing? Oh man, can't complain. Can't complain. They, uh, you know, got a new job. Nobody's there. At the end of the week, they send me home with computer equipment that says, "Okay, well, you'll just be working from home." <laughs> <laughs> It's been a strange week. <laughs> uh, Dan yeah, my, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, mine's been kind of, well, it turns out that I'm essential. Uh, I print labels, <laughs> and apparently I'm, I print labels for a company that makes water heaters and all kinds of crap. Yeah. And they were deemed essential. So we're essential because we supply them. So no matter what, I'll be working. And I can't work from home if I run a printing press. Yeah, that's that's very true. You kind of have to have hands-on. <laughs> a little stuff, bit, yeah. <laughs> all my stuff is done through a computer, so I don't really need to be there. And hopefully this will kind of show everybody that, hey, th- these jobs, we don't really need to go to a job. <laughs> I can maybe see going into the office like once a week for a team meeting or whatever. But other than that, yeah, just, you know, let me work from home. That'd be so much better. Yeah, I know. I'd like to see my, my wife. She's, she works for a pharmacy. She, um, she works for one of the big nursing home companies and she does all the, the billing and stuff for multiple states. And, uh, I wish that she could get hers doing from home just simply because it would be so much easier. She drives like an hour and a half away. Damn. So, yeah, I mean, I used to drive that drive every day, but I'm glad I don't now. Yeah. Even 30 to 45 minutes in the car just to go to a job is a little bit too much, but I can't imagine an hour and a half. Yeah. Luckily I I moved from uh, going from an hour and a half to, to Nashville to about 20 minutes down the road. So it's a hell of a difference. Oh yeah. That's (laughs) Makes all the improvement in the world. Although sometimes I do like, uh, I was like, oh, good, we're in a traffic jam. I can now uh, catch up on some podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did like that about the drive. That was always really cool. Give me a long time. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I often joke, I was like, I've never lost an argument with my wife when I was in the car by myself. Exactly. <laughs> you always win it because you always make such logical sense and they're complete idiots whenever you're by yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the steering wheel doesn't talk back or pull up bullshit it, that I did like five years ago. So, Or make valid points that make you sound like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just going to kind of quickly gloss over that. <clears throat> <laughs> so oh, uh, I think this has been a long time coming. You and I have been... Uh, been pretty friendly uh, i guess uh pretty much since after you started your podcast um i guess at some point with the the meeting was about to happen <laughs> oh yeah i mean it was like you were one of the very very first liberty podcast i found and nice. i mean and so i started listening to you and you know started following you and stuff and, and i really enjoyed your show and hearing you and well I think you were the only one I really listened to for a while. And then, you know, I ran into, uh, I got together with uh, Cam and all the them, and I uh, started listening to Mance Raider. And um, it, it was, you know, free man and be on the wall and stuff like that. And it started, started me down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but I, I, I was, I was very happy to find, you know, your podcast because it showed me, I was like, okay, well, there's not, you know, there's independent podcasts out there, you know, because I was mainly like Joe Rogan guy, stuff like that. And, right. And, and I was like, you know, if, I, why not? I can do this, you know. And it, it just, you know, I guess it spiraled. Since, you know, when, hell, I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know why the hell people listen to me, but I'm glad they do. <laughs> and uh, But I mean, you've always been there for any kind of help I needed. And hell, you helped me with my intro. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so the next time you guys uh, listen to his podcast, I'm the guy uh, trying to do a, a good Sam Elliott, but I think I, I fell a little short. <laughs> well, it? actually, the, the episode that's going to post uh, tomorrow, which, I mean, I don't know what this is probably going to air for a while, but uh, it, it, it well, I tried separating them. I got two intros that I consistently use, and, you know, the one, the very first one I got is from Cam, and his is talking about you know 
the ranting raven of the pissed off libertarian dad. Yeah. And I try to use that one for my in-car episodes. And right. then when I actually sit down and have an interview, I use yours because it talks about me sitting down and talking to interesting people. Yeah. So I try to make it fit to whichever kind of the, the type of show it's going to be. <laughs> well, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference on those. Cause, um, listen to the last couple of them and it's like, it's like, Oh, he's, he's switching them up. I see what he's doing there. Little, uh, behind the scenes action to get into the terribly done Sam Elliott voice. I sat there for a good 30 seconds to a minute going beef. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a uh, it was, it was a pretty fun time. I got to sit there and record that stuff. And then, um, and then uh, Nikki P and I, uh, we started doing that anarchy and space thing about the show, The Expanse. So I got, oh yeah, I got to do the little intro part for that too. So, yeah, I like, I like Nikki P. He's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a little bit of history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was kind of fun when you were telling me about that. It was like uh, he's like, oh man, don't you know, don't be a twat waffle. And I was like, oh man, who is he talking about? And then I, I think he hit me up in a DM or something talking about it. Went back and listened to the episode, and I was like, "Oh, I think that was just Nikki P kind of busting balls a little bit." But uh, yeah, and then turns out that's exactly what it was. But <laughs> no malice behind it, really. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, uh, you know, everybody's got a nerve, and and I'm glad I sat down with him and I talked to him about that because that was we had a very good conversation. I feel. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good one. That was one I I didn't listen to at two x speed. I actually slowed it down to one and a half. So you, you should feel honored. <laughs> oh, if anything, I slow down podcasts. I can't, I can't listen to them sped up. Cause I, I, I don't comprehend that fast. Oh man. I am uh, so riddled with ADHD that it's really the only way I can listen. And then uh, when I go to talk to people in person, it, it's always jarring. I was like, man, why is everybody talking so slow? <laughs> So meeting everybody at Childerberg, you know, and I'm trying to put the uh, the voice with the uh, the face and everything. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know Rollo, and you know, there's Car Camp it, and, and I was like, oh man, they're talking. So-. I was like, oh yeah, because real life isn't two X. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> Sometimes it, it feels that way, but yeah. Uh so, um, coronavirus. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think it is so funny that uh, we have completely lost our minds about this thing. Um, I kind of alluded to it at the beginning. You know, my uh, work sent me home like the first week, you know, with the computer and everything. It was like, okay, well, you'll just be working from home. I was like, I think this is kind of an overreaction. But I, it, but it seems like I nobody agree. listens. <laughs> but yeah, the, um, I mean, yeah, go ahead. And it's like us, our, our schools are shut down until for another month. I mean, at least until um, next month on the 24th. And Damn. I'm just like, what, why? I mean, I get their cases popping up and I get, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it, it's not something you should be paying attention to, you know, but to, to in my opinion, I'm not a doctor. Hell, I don't know. But it's like a, a, a little rougher, sticky flu. Yeah, you know, it, it, it'll it's a little more contagious, and it's 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 like a little harsher flu that it's going to affect the people that the flu affects really bad is, you know, young kids and elderly people and people with already pre existing conditions, and I mean, look at how many people have died of the flu this month and this year already, versus how many people died of this COVID nineteen. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody freaks out about the flu like this. They don't say, oh, there's flu going around. We better shut everything down, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, I just think the uh, the overreaction to it is uh, it, it's so silly because it, sometimes it's like, I, guys, we, we weren't like this when, like, the regular cold season breaks out. Uh, and, you know, Corona can give you the just regular common cold. It's a different, you know, variation of it. But it's... Uh, you got two uh, two different viruses that can cause the cold. It's a uh, corona and rhino, and yeah. uh, so this one just kind of morphed and mutated itself into this uh, novel uh, cor- uh, coronavirus nineteen, and uh, 
you know, I get it. You know, the elderly that have already got other issues going on. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, take a little bit extra precautions there. Um, but now we've got everybody worked up into a tizzy. Now, if you like cough or sneeze somewhere in oh. public, yeah, you're instantly given the evil eye. Oh yeah. It's like they plaster a scarlet letter on you for, you know, coughing. Yeah. Uh, then I also saw some, uh, people's, uh, Instagram stories, uh, where they get the, uh, the coughing while Asian. So if somebody, was, oh my God. yeah, before, before all the lockdown, like a Chinese guy would be sitting in the uh, line at Starbucks and he would just start clearing his throat and then people would just leave the line so he could move up. <laughs> I was like, all right, well played. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, he put you to the front of the line, man. <laughs> yeah. Just wear the mask, cl- clear your throat a few times. People just, uh, it's like, you know what? I, I don't really need the $4 coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that, and that's what a lot of people have been on me about making memes about it. They're like, how are you making jokes and making memes? I'm like, I understand that it's something that, you know, people need to be paying attention to and people need to try to, you know, avoid. Right. But I'm, I, me making memes, making fun of it is my way of counteracting the over-exaggeration and over-panic that the corporate media and everyone else is, you know, and injecting into our population. Yeah. And, and the majority of the memes that I've seen about Corona, it's all been, you know, media hype and, uh, uh clueless politicians, uh, you know, trying to, to get everybody whipped up into a tizzy or, you know, dumping all of their stocks, uh, and not telling anybody. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, <laughs> we would go to jail for that, Jen. I mean, it's, yeah, if, politicians, if, man, politicians. Yeah, if you and I, mere mundanes, uh, did anything like that, you know, we'd be audited six ways to Sunday and basically have a microscope shoved up our butts. And was like, oh, what were you thinking when you did this little move? It's like, uh, I was thinking I was a politician. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> the, the same rules don't apply to me. What? Huh? <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy. Not, not to mention the fact that they're taking, of course, this. Everybody, this uh, pandemic panic, the of, like I say, the quarantine of 2020, the quarantine of 2020, to uh, to take advantage of people being distracted and passing bullshit laws. I mean, it's it's outrageous what they do, man. I can't, uh, oh, I can't stand it. I really yeah. can't stand it. <laughs> then there was the uh, the outright bribe. Uh, well, now we're going to give you twelve hundred dollars of your own money back. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll let you. Plebs, Thanks, benevolent government. Yeah, we'll let you plebs uh, move around and get some shit off of Amazon because you know you're not going to go out and get anything. <laughs> oh no! Hell, you can barely even order. I don't even, there for a while, you couldn't even order toilet paper on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The toilet paper run. That's so. I don't so get it. <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be without toilet paper for a while. I might as well go stuck up. Yeah, uh, folks, uh, there are big big box clubs out there like Sam's and Costco where you can go in and buy, you know, a hundred roll pack for like fifty bucks. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, stop raiding my stop raiding my local dollar store, man. Costco's an hour away from me. Yeah, it was so funny. So I got to laugh every time because I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, how are how's RTP supplies? You know, I haven't checked it in a while, and you still look in the cabinet; it's like completely full. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. We got like a year's worth. I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah, I was actually needing some, and I was like, damn it, man. I was <laughs> like, look, I see you got your whole buggy full of toilet paper. I just need some to take home. I mean, I got a bunch of kids, and everybody needs to wipe their ass. You know? Yeah, really. I was like, I'm not worried about hunkering down for, you know, the apocalypse saved by toilet paper. I just need to wipe my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one weekend I was uh, trying to go into the store to go get some uh, milk because, you know, the three-year-old drinks it. And then the uh, the 11-year-old has to have chocolate milk every day. Uh, so they're like. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let me run in there and go get some milk. I don't think they've hit up the milk yet. So I go back there. Nothing left except for the 0% milk which is basically just water with a bunch of lactose in it and vegan milk i was like oh hell no i was like what the hell is even vegan milk i don't even think i can feed that to a prisoner <laughs> but luckily i was able to find i wouldn't one. yeah <laughs> be violating the geneva convention of uh 
<laughs> treatment of enemy prisoners of war. But yeah, I was lucky I Early found like a, a little bit of vitamin D milk and it was like, okay, whole milk, uh, this will work. Get that home. But uh, it was they're talking to the store guy and he was like, I was like, what's your uh, paper aisle look like? And he goes, oh man, they destroyed it. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, dude, as soon as the toilet paper ran out, they went and got the paper towels. As soon as the paper towels ran out, they went and got the party napkins. I was like, oh, holy cow. <laughs> I was like, ooh, yeah. Southern Louisiana uh, plumbers are about to make a killing here in the next couple months. Cause oh, hell yeah. <laughs> all those toilets are going to get unclogged. <laughs> but it's like I, I went down to the local Walmart last last week, I think, and I found they had uh, a bunch of rolls of, of one kind of toilet paper and like um, a couple of packs of another roll of toilet paper. So it was running scarce, but by God, the Kleenexes was stocked full. Yeah, you can use that too, by the oh. way. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt. So yeah. I, I was like, I, I grabbed a pack of toilet paper and about five boxes of tissues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was even making the joke. I was like, guys, I, I took a look at the Swiffer aisle. The the, the, the Swiffer pads are still available. <laughs> of course, it kills me, though. Going through Walmart, you see, you know, everybody's getting all the stuff that's perishable. Yeah. You know, you still got plenty of canned goods. And and then you go over there to the, to the hunting section where, you know, you would think you need stuff to build a fire. I mean, if, if things really going to shit, shit's going to really hit the fan that people yeah. are needing 500 rolls of toilet paper for a family of two. Yeah. Then you're going to need some of that stuff. And the, it's all there. I mean, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, I even took a look down the the vitamin aisle. You know, the stuff that helps you boost your immunity, and uh, all that stuff was full. totally full. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, was I like, mean, guys. nobody's thinking about that, but they got toilet paper on the mind for some reason. <laughs> I was like, guys, vitamin C is right here. <laughs> even even the uh, the airborne and the emergency stuff, it's like all there. It was like, what are you what are you guys doing? <laughs> and then going to of course, the, I had a hard I had a hard time finding Mucinex though. I, I got a little cases of bronchitis last week. Oh, nice. Yeah, just what you yeah. wanted right in the middle of all this. Huh? Some kind of oh, upper dude. respiratory dude. thing. I'm sitting here coughing. Everybody's looking at me like I got the plague. I'm like, yo, bronchitis, bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I've been having this cough for months, man. <laughs> yeah, I was at the uh, the Walgreens to uh, refill a prescription, and uh, they had taped onto the floor the six-foot space that everyone was supposed oh. to stand in line at for the pharmacy. <laughs> And like nobody was paying attention to it, so they're just kind of huddled all up to each other. I finally pointed out, I was like, guys, you, you, you realize the little blue tape on the floor is where you're supposed to stand, and it's like six feet apart. <laughs> and I was like, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, this this thing's funny. turned us all into a whole bunch of lemmings, man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's really funny. I, I even was like, I'm going to play a little joke in this line. I'm going to fake sneeze. <laughs> I did. It was like everybody's face turned around. I was like, oh, sorry, allergies. <laughs> should, you should just start wiping your forehead. Man, I'm not feeling too good. Just can't <laughs> stop touching my face. Uh, just, just be touching your face and sneezing into your hand, hands and touching your face again. Yeah. Sneeze, oh, like, sneeze and yeah, cough you, right you, into you your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's got it. He's totally got it. <laughs> He's got the COVID. <laughs> He's got that Rona. <laughs> that Rona. <laughs> oh, it's like like I saw a picture of a of a. I, my daughter wants to get it now because she's a big Panic at the Disco fan. And, uh-huh. and they had that Panic Panic at the Costco shirt. She's one. Oh God. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah man, I. I I'm, I'm glad you asked me on. I mean, I've been, of course, I've been meaning to holler at you, and I'm just like, I, it's hard to find time to sit down. I mean, it's like most of the time, especially since my schedule is so restricted, it's hard to get somebody that, that'll have the free time that I have to do this. Yeah, like evenings, no problem. Uh, a few times on the weekend, yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, while I was unemployed, it was uh, great because then I could, you know, interview people during the day, but... Uh, can't, I can't keep that up for too long. <laughs> no, no, no. Not my, not, the podcast don't pay that much. You know no. what I'm saying? Not yet. 
No, I had a I had a good fun one when I was uh, up in Dallas doing a job and uh, the Facebook ads up there. Uh, I was keep getting this one for this uh, Lamborghini dealership, and I was like, nearby two hundred seventy five thousand uh, dollar Lamborghini Aventador. I was like, man, I think you guys have vastly overestimated how much I make off of this podcast. <laughs> time to time for me to cash out my anchor account. <laughs> yeah, really? It's like, well, book the cruise. Here we come. Yeah, so the, so like the next day, I found uh, that I was kind of joking about it a little bit out loud. So you know the the microphone's always listening. So like the next day, then I started finding like used pieces of crap for like five hundred bucks. I was like, now nah, now we're kind of talking. Exactly. <laughs> they always listen, man. Yeah, yeah. Except except for Wish, I don't know where in the hell they get their dagum ads from. Oh man, a couple of years like, ago, I started popping up on Facebook. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I started notice those things got weird like super quick. I was starting to get, uh, yeah, one of them was like this pair of leather pants with uh, some kind of uh, like lacy stocking stuff like in the middle. I was like, man, I am not Kat Von D circa 2008. What are you doing? Where are these al- oh, algorithms going? Oh, wow, I wonder where she's at now. Uh, I hadn't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, First, the other day I got, a, I got an ad from Wish for like this. It, it it was it looked like a pair of legs and I thought they were it was advertising like the the lacy stockings it had on right no it was a sex doll <laughs> except it was just from the waist down <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that's really all you need like, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was like come on wish <laughs> I was like but hey where else can you get a a lifelike pair of legs for you know twenty bucks you know what I'm saying <laughs> you oh, gotta cool. wait for a month to get to you though <laughs> yeah the leg uh, if you're a legs and ass man <laughs> here you go yeah that's so funny uh at, at one point i was like seriously considering buying something because then they started showing like uh uh baffles that you could screw onto an end of a uh, a certain thing and uh make something very very quiet oh yeah i saw those too <laughs> i was like uh, this is probably made out of like really, really cheap Chinese aluminum, but I'm almost tempted. And then I was like, uh, you know what? Not today. Yeah, I mean, say. You run, <laughs> if you can use it five times, you know, it's worth <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And then I just realized, I was like, you know, you can make better stuff in the, in the garage. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. Yeah. Of course they, they, they market them as a, uh, as well, like a motorcycle, uh, muffler or something like that. Yeah. They just, uh, yeah. Muffler device. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also like the ones that you, you occasionally find the old dude on uh, on YouTube, and all he sells is solvent traps. I love those. <laughs> See, I hadn't seen that one. Yeah, there's this guy. He's got like an entire machine shop in his garage. He's got a you know a, a three hundred thousand dollar Haas uh, CNC machine that he just cuts aluminum all day, and uh, he just calls them solvent traps. Um, but nice. If, but yeah, if you you know take one end of it to a drill press, and then it's not trapping anything, I guess, for expanding gas. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's not like those things are like a you know top secret. Anybody with any kind of uh, brains to them can put put something together. But uh, you never know. Oh man. I, well, I tell you what, I think is is really really changed the game is the three uh, D printing. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm so because it's like I said, any, you know, that right there has undone every gun law they could ever think about writing. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, like Cody Wilson did on 60 Minutes, because uh, your argument is over. Uh, yeah, yeah the, the files are out there. I, I don't know what you guys are still complaining and whining over. And, and guess what? Not a, a whole lot of people aren't dying. Yeah. You know, because yeah. most people I know aren't going to buy a 3D printer buy the equipment, download the program, and print their gun to go kill a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I was uh, listening to uh, Control Pew, I think it was on the um, E-Militia podcast, and he was like, um, he was like, yeah, you know, here you can go buy this $250 3D printer. Uh, if you go to my site, I've got the CAD files for all of the improvements that you can make to the printer right there. It's like, nice. This guy's Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been meaning to get him on the show too. I got to talk to him. Yeah, um, another one of my uh, bucket list guests to get on. I, that bucket list keeps getting longer and longer. 
It's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, oh, and that was another thing I want to think. Uh, there for a while, I've been, I was, I thought I was aiming really high, like impossibly high, like Tom Woods high. Yeah. To have somebody like Monica Perez on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard, you know, I heard uh, Voluntary Vixens had him on and then you had her on. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Why the hell not? Yeah. And so I, you know, I said, hey, if you want to, you're more than welcome to come on the show. I want to talk to you about it. I'd be, I'd be honored to have you on. And boom, made it happen. Yep. You know, I was like, you know, that's that's the thing about the, the community that we're in is that we're pretty open to talking to each other. There's nobody that thinks they're better. Well, there are a few, but they're assholes. But <laughs> there's very few that think they're better than everybody else. Yeah, that's very true. And it, it really all it took for Monica Perez to get on my uh, rinky dink little podcast over here was, uh, you know, a DM on Twitter. It was like, yeah, oh, hey, it. by the way, you know, and then, you know, when I had her on, we were, she was on for two hours. This is my longest oh. episode to date. <laughs> I, I could have talked to her forever because I had, uh, I had yeah. Jesse on at the same time. Yeah. And I could have, you know, if it wasn't for me having to get up the next morning, I could have just sit there and talked to her for two, three hours. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that woman's amazing. Yeah. And even at the end of that episode, I was like, well, uh, we just did like, two hours and 15 minutes or something like that. And she's like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. It goes pretty fast. Yeah. Especially when, it, um, and then she was, uh, just talking up, uh, Joel from Evaporane. Uh, she had heard that episode I did with him. Uh, and she was just like, it was like, oh man, that, that kid had never done a podcast before. I was like, nope. <laughs> I was his first. And she was like, oh man, he was, he was so good. And then oh, I, I, I love it. Yeah, then I shared all of his information. I was like, well, maybe you should get him on at some point, you know. But uh, I don't know if anything ever happened with that. But I know you like buy up all of his uh, e liquids and everything. So, that gum, right? Uh, I I just got a bottle in the mail today. Nice. I mean, I absolutely love his stuff. And I mean, I I chat with him all the time. I've had him on the show a couple of times. I mean, he's 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 a really cool dude. And that's if it if it wasn't for hearing him on your show. Yeah. You know, I would have, I never would have even known him. So, I mean, you had him on there and I was like, I like this dude. And I was, you know, I'm a vapor and I was knee deep in all this bullshit that was going on. Yeah. So I was like, I need to get him on, man. I need to get him on. Yeah. So, uh, all the credit goes to the Empress of Meme because she was the one who, uh, shared his name with me first. I was like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, definitely need to get the, uh, the vapor on there. Especially when the, that was right before they were talking about uh banning all of them yeah the flavors and everything so i was like oh yeah and yeah, this is definitely a topic that'll come up oh yeah i oh dude imp i absolutely love her man oh yeah she's great then she kind of disappeared off of that gum uh instagram for a while she i mean she's on twitter oh, yeah. you're always either up there but you know I, I mainly talked to her through instagram and i was like I was like, come on, girl, you got to come back. Because there's plenty of times I'm sitting there, I want to tag her in something or share something with her, and I oh, just yeah. got to end up, I got to take it and send it to her in the DMs on Twitter or something. <laughs> yeah, there was a, one day, I some, I am subscribed to the Nature is Metal uh, Instagram page, and uh, I get a lot of meme templates off of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call me sick, I don't know. But I shared one with her, I was going to go share one with her, and uh, I was like, I was like, wait, did she like unfollow me? What the hell did I do? You know, I'm just trying to think. And all of a sudden they're scrolling through the list. I was like, oh no, she's, she's not even on Instagram anymore. What the hell happened? So they hit her yeah. up on Twitter. I was like, did you get, did you get zucked? What, what happened? She goes, no, I'm just That's what it. I said too. <laughs> so we're all so concerned. <laughs> and she was like, no, I'm just taking a break from Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, I had a meme template ready to go. It was a, it was, it was a leopard, uh, trying to, uh, get a, uh, impala away from a, uh, African painted dog. So. Oh man. It's <laughs> always some, uh, always some good stuff. All right. Let's just pump the brakes right there. We'll be right back. Uh, hold on a second. Harry Chessman just walked in. Yes, Harry. Hey, Rubble. Guess what? Um, I, I really don't have time for this, Harry. No, no, no. Just really. Guess what? Uh, what? Childerberg! Uh, yeah, Childerberg. Gotcha. It's not happening for a while there, Harry. I know, but I'm very excited. I can tell. Thanks. So head on over to Childerberg.com. It's not a cult, we promise. 
All right, now that we've paid some of the bills around here, now back to the interview. Yeah, I, I still need to get more involved on Twitter. I just, I, it doesn't really, I find myself being a bigger asshole on Twitter. I guess because it, yeah. it, it it has more of a, a conversational layout to it. Yeah. As where Instagram doesn't really, I mean, you kind of just scroll through and maybe comment on something. That's about it, but. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I try to I try to steer away from being an asshole because it's so easy for me to do, and it's because I and like I said before, we I think we have a communication issue in the liberty community as far as trying to not sound like a, a condescending douchebag. Yeah, yeah, and we're and we're all and, guilty of it. That that's the thing. oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. And that's the thing about it too. I, I, get, I get mad at myself when I sound like that because most of the time I'm talking to people that were that are exactly where I was six years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it, I need to stop being such an asshole because that was me. Yeah. You know, if it, if everybody would have been an asshole to me, I, I wouldn't have listened. So I don't, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think, uh, I think Empress of Meme and um, uh, Bloody Revolutions and I were talking about it one time about how we need like okay onboarding committee for the liberty community <laughs> you know those people that are a little so like jessica green she, she's a lot softer with her with her words and not so harsh and and i think we'd be like okay look i see where you're coming from i need you to send you over there for real quick you know the the the, the waiting room the triage room <laughs> and then you know because me i'm just gonna be like Oh, you, you think we should have, you know, a flat tax? Well, you're a freaking statist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, I definitely had noticed it because um, when I would go to reply or retweet with comment on Twitter uh, for certain politicians, I would, you know, start getting a little little assy with them. So I was, oh, like, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a conscious effort to retort or refute what they're going to say and not use any curse words, not call them any names, and then just put it out there. And then those will usually generate a whole bunch of comments and then I'll, uh, you know, I'll keep it civil and everything. I won't call them names or anything like that. I'll just refute whatever they're trying to do. Uh, and then eventually they start calling names. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess at this point I now get to give them the Molyneux treatment, you know, straw man, not an argument ad hominem, not an argument, just not even address what they were just saying. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of my way of being a dick, but, uh, <laughs> I guess so it, it, that actually gets fun because then they actually are trying to think about it, and then all of a sudden there's just no more responses anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to get anywhere with this guy. <laughs> well, see that that was like today on Facebook. I couldn't help it. Uh, there was some somebody I I love dearly. And she commented about how uh, um, they're talking about that new bill they're trying to pass up there, Nancy Pelosi and all them, and yeah. um. You know, some dude commented and said, well, if they would have just passed the ones that the Republicans wanted to pass. I mean, Nancy Pelosi had a whole bunch of stuff in there and it didn't have nothing to do with anything they were trying to, you know, address or whatever. And I was like, dude, that's the whole damn government. Yeah. They take an opportunity to take a bill. I mean, hell, sometimes you got to pass it before you can even read the damn thing. Yeah. I was like, and then what they do is they take a bill, they shove a whole bunch of stuff in it that they want to get passed. That's, you know, that's their little pet projects and they give it a, a, a nice little name like the Patriot Act and everybody's cool with it. And or, or in this case the you. CARES Act. <laughs> As if they yeah, care. the CARES Act. Yeah. And then he was like he was like, Well I don't understand you you Democrats and blah blah blah. I was like, bro, if you think I'm a Democrat, you way off. Yeah. And then so my friend she was like she comes she was yeah David don't like the government at all. Democrats or Republicans. Like, like, yeah, they're all a little. <laughs> no, it's like they're a whole, a whole bunch of ass clowns. I don't like any damn one of them. And he was, so then, of course, he came back with the Marauds thing. Oh. Well, if you don't like the government, I was, so I just did like a whole bunch of little laughy face emojis. And I was like, oh, wait, you were serious with the who build the roads thing? <laughs> and I was like, never mind, dude. I'm not even going to waste no time on you, bro. Yeah, you can always tag me on the Marodes thing because I'm, you know, civil designer. That Marodes are literally my job. So, so dumb. That is true. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, that, that, kind of, I, that kind of stuff is just hilarious, especially when they're doing like level one status bingo. It's like, and Marodes is center square, so that that's a free pass. Oh yeah, it's, it's like every one of them. Like, my dudes, you, the roads suck. I was like, so anybody, anybody can build the roads better than they're I was like, my three year old son can build the roads better and half price. Yeah, and you know, living in the south, it's you know, just got to figure out where the water's going to go when it rains on it. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to worry about. You ain't got to worry about too much freezing over and ice and rain and all. That. It's uh, just rain. We get a lot of rain. That's all we get. Yep. Just make sure the crown's in the middle. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. It's, I, I love those. Uh, what's the other one that I get so much? Uh, it's not the roads, but the, uh, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, well, you know, if you're having a property dispute, who, who's, who are you going to take to court? I was like, oh, you know, we've got this thing called arbitration and a mediator. Exactly. You know, the the growth industry and the legal profession right now. Then if things go down to it, hey, he's aggressing on my property. I got a gun. Yeah. I'll kneecap his ass. I don't care. Yeah. I had one of those exchanges uh, not too long ago on Twitter. It was like, well, what are you going to do if someone is going to try and, uh, you know, murder you? I was like, uh, I don't know. Vince- murder them first. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, I'm trying to keep my tact and diplomacy together. I said, <coughs> I don't know. Uh, ventilate the upper thoracic cavity. Nice. <laughs> They're like, what? What? I was like, I don't know. I'll just shoot them. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. You can't really, can't really come back with that. You know. And then I was like, and besides, uh, even if he's unsuccessful, there's restorative justice. You know, I'm going to make sure that that guy works as long as he can to repay me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and then it's like I tell people all the time too, it's like, you know, well, you know, they talk about, well, what are you going to call if somebody breaks in your house? I'm like, well, if y'all Democrats keep getting your way, then I'm going to have to call somebody else because I ain't going to have a gun to protect myself. Right. I was like, but, you know, if y'all just leave the hell alone, then I wouldn't need the cops. Yeah. And plus, they're not going to do Cops don't protect nobody. It takes 30 minutes for a cop to get out to my house. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a stupid argument. Yeah. The, uh, the national average is like 12 minutes. <laughs> cops the cops show up to clean the mess up yeah. not stop the mess from happening yeah they're historians at, you know they're just gonna go it's like okay well it looks like he died here everything in his pockets was taken out over here <laughs> and then uh you know most of the time they're not going to catch him if you don't know him so if they're not a family member or somebody that you know chances are you didn't get murdered by him so oh yeah yeah, I mean, and then of course you got the prisons argument. You know what, what we do with criminals? I'm like, well, half the criminals that are in prison don't deserve to be there any damn way. Right. I was like, and the ones that are are, are say murderers and stuff, th- I think that uh, justice would be quicker served if you just let them free. Yeah. I mean, that's because yeah. I mean that person that they killed, they got family and friends that are be more than happy to take care of that problem for them. You know. Yeah. And that's not my problem. You know, it's, that's you know, you do you. I don't know. Yeah, even when we get to that, you know, final destination that we're all looking for, it, I, I can't imagine that it, you know, it's still going to go on because human beings are human beings. But, uh, you know, the, the likelihood of it happening is going to be a lot less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even if you do find that one outlier, you know, he's not going to be around for very long. So. Well, I mean, you look at the reason why a lot of people get killed or whatever, and a lot of crime is committed is because of the war on drugs. I mean, yeah. if it wasn't. Went for the war on drugs, our prisons would be half empty. Yeah, true. But that's a money maker, you know. And so I'm like, you know, you, you cut that out, and then you're gonna cut out a lot of murder and a lot of killing, a lot of a lot of robbery because you know crackheads be stealing shit all the time. And you know, you wouldn't have a prison overpopulation problem. And so I mean, that that's what that's what I always say is that laws cause crime, which causes more laws, which causes more crime. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Well, yeah, it's every time I hear him complain about, you know, our gun violence problem. I was like, no, no, actually, if you take a look at the statistics, it's not a gun violence problem. It's a gang violence problem because the majority of where those shootings take place is all in cities that have very high restrictions on private ownership of guns. So really, exactly. you have a bunch of gangs shooting at each other over territory. This is all caused because of the drug war. Government is the problem. And then they, uh, well, then I get hit with the, uh, well, if, you know, your kids found the gun in the safe, 
I was like, well, number one, they don't have access to the safe. And even if they do, they already know that when dad takes his weapons out and we get to play with them, then we got to clean them afterwards and it becomes a chore. <laughs> so, yeah, my 11-year-old son, he stays away from him. He's, he's not very interested in him. Once I said, all right, well, you know, we can pull it out, but then we got to clean it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and as soon as he see, see me... Uh, disassemble the AR-15 and pull it out and like start to, you know, get the brushes and the, and the gun lube and everything. It was like, yeah, come on no, over. Pick I'm up not, the brush. I'm not doing that. I'm <laughs> not doing that. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it? yeah. And the one time I, I took him shooting with me was an indoor range, uh, where all of the, uh, <laughs> all of the sound was just echoing back on him. And it was like, he really didn't like that. So he's like, oh, he's so loud. I was like, yeah, it ain't like the video games, is it? <laughs> yeah you can't pu- can't push mute on these things yeah that's right <laughs> right that's one thing i will say my son he he loves to shoot i mean he likes to go hunting too i mean we gotta go school for hunting soon but it, it, he loves he, you know he likes to shoot and of course now my daughter she don't and she's a damn good shot and that's what that's what ticks me off yeah <laughs> just me and my son we just had our little daisy you know red riders out in the backyard and we're just sitting there you know popping off bb's shooting stuff and uh, my daughter comes out. She goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "Here, just shoot that." And she's like, "I'm not. I don't want to shoot." I was like, "It's a BB gun. It's not. A, it's not a real gun gun." Yeah. And he, she was like, "Well, I don't. I don't even want it." I was like, "Just shoot it." Yeah. So she aimed. She aimed at what we were trying to hit, and she ping hit hit it. She said, "Okay, you happy now?" And the gun walked off. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, definitely one thing I have found over the years is that women are really great shots because all of us guys we have like no patience. Of course, we know what we're doing. Oh, no. I'm just like, hey, I'll take five shots at that object. Maybe I'll hit it once, and she can take one shot and hit it because she takes her time aiming. Oh, yeah. 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 My wife is really good at the AR-15. And she's like, oh, that's not as scary as I thought it was going to be. I was like, what were you expecting? She was like, oh, just for it to hurt my shoulder. I was like, it's a souped-up twenty two. <laughs> yeah, it's not that It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> Like even one of her friends, because I had a video of it on my Facebook, and um, one of her friends was like, "All right, weren't you scared?" She goes, "Nah, you know, it was fine. A little loud, but it was okay." <laughs> and she was just oh, and like a champ. So that reminds me, I was listening to. Um, I hate to say it, 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 I hate to say which one because I probably get it wrong. So either it was the the Wolver Beans podcast or the Tactical Buffaloes podcast. Yeah, those are two and that they I have to put a, in my uh, in my rotation. Oh, they're they. I like them. They're they're new and. It's I, I think I had a few of both of those podcasts on my my uh, my my shit show <laughs> my shit show the shit show smorgasbord and it was like what, yes. twenty people on there <laughs> it was like it was it was, it was uh, honestly like fifteen damn people on that show and it, it did it turned out a whole lot better than I expected yeah but uh, they um actually just listened to that one today so <laughs> I, I, I was entertained by that one but. <laughs> I didn't expect, I did not expect that turnout, but they, um, I was sitting there and they, some dude brought up a good point. And he said, one thing he don't like a lot of people saying is that, you know, the AR 15 and all that they're saying, you know, they're not weapons of war. He was like, you know, well, it only takes a little bit of, you know, know how to make them the weapons you would have in war. Yeah. And he said, I don't like hearing that because we as a populace are supposed to be able to have weapons of war. Yes. And I, I never thought about it that way because I used to be the same way, you know, no, they're not weapons of war. They're not selective fire. They're just semi-automatic. And, but I, and, and, you know, I followed all those talking points. But he made a, I, the way he put it, I never heard it put like that before. And I was like, you know what? That shit makes sense. So I need to stop saying they're not weapons of war. I'm really, yes, they are weapons of war. And we're supposed to have them. That's yeah. the Second Amendment. Yeah, his uh, Monica Perez, I think, coined the term resistance-grade weaponry. Oh, that's beautiful. I like yeah, that. that was, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yes. Monica is she on the said, She says some shit like that every now and then. I'm like, damn it. that. <laughs> why didn't I think of that? That shit was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's clear and to the point. <laughs> I don't know. It must be her uh, financial mind, her legal mind, or whatever it is she's got going on in that cranium of hers. But yeah, she's yeah, she's she's just a woman, man. <laughs> I've noticed that there's so many women in this liberty movement that they that that's that's like I was telling somebody today. I think it was I asked them if it if it seemed like I was trying to be white nighty. I guess for having a lot of females on the show, 
Yeah. And they were like, no, not at all. And I said, because I, f- I feel like the, the female voice in the liberty movement is few and far between. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it, it's good to have the female voice in one because they're freaking smart as hell. Yes. But have the, have it out there so that other women can hear it and they're not so scared of the sausage fest that the daggum liberty community perceives to be. Yeah. You know? No, it, it's great. And uh, kind of early on, I was, uh, you know, I get a lot of female guests on and then I would start getting the DMs. It's like, oh, well, you only have them on there because you're, you know, you're trying to get into their pants. It was like, uh, no, <laughs> not, no, not even close to the reason. Uh, I just like what they have to say and they're going to get their point across in only the way that women can. And I, 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 for one thing, it makes for entertaining episodes uh, to have a little back and forth and a conversation about that. But it's just, it's just so funny. People just read whatever they want to in, into a situation. That is true. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the reason why I like, you know, like voluntary vixens when they have a, a male guest on. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, of course, I like it when they have female guests on too, because you know they they see things and and process things a different way than than we do. Yeah, and we need we need that exposure. We need to you know it, echo chambers suck, and if you have an all male echo chamber, it's really going to suck. Yeah, yeah, because then it's just going to be who can outbro each other. You know. <laughs> yeah, it turns into that. I always hated that. Even growing up, I was like. You just had that dude being like, oh, nice truck. Well, mine's, you know, lifted three inches higher. Yeah. You know, that kind of, I'm like, dude, really? <laughs> yeah, I'll kick, I, I can kick you in the balls just the same as you can kick me in mine. We're both going to go down. I don't understand what you're trying to buff your chest out for. Yeah. You know so funny. Uh, I used to call it the uh, the game of uh, the first liar ain't got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you, you went first. Oh, you're about to get buried. <laughs> oh. But yeah, speaking of the voluntary vixens, I'll actually uh, be on their show upcoming because I think they took a little bit of issue with my uh, conspiratainment episode. So that would uh, be fun. That, that I mean, I, I got what you were saying. Yeah. I understood what you were saying because they, they did. They were they were all about trying to make they, – they were using what they had to make money, and that's what everybody does. Right. And, and uh, I mean, and I would be the first to say that, you know, I absolutely used to love listening to Alex Jones. I mean, mainly because a lot of his shit, given enough time, would turn out to be right. Yeah. And luck or not. I don't know. But um, it was like I was listening to him every day. And then I got to the point to where, because I used to listen to him and that one Mark Levine. I used to, oh God, uh, I hate his, I hate his voice. I hated it. Mark Levine. But uh, Mark Levine. I, I would sit there and I'd listen to. We got to put oh, tanks like, on the border. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then uh, I started listening to Alex Jones every day and it started making me paranoid. I mean, it got to, I mean, I seriously was starting to, you know, really focus in on a, on a go bag and an escape plan. And I wanted oh, to yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was like, I was looking for black helicopters and shit. Yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was insane. So I was like, I got, I had to, I had to stop listening to him for my own sanity, I guess. Yeah. As, as soon as the, the thing with him and uh, Jack Blood happened, I was like, oh, wait. Uh, See, I must have I missed got, all that. Yeah, I got sucked into hero worship because I was a uh, I was a paying member of PrisonPlanet.tv there for a long time, <laughs> but I always liked his uh, substitute host Jack Blood, and then uh, Jack Blood had his own uh, his own podcast, his own radio show called Deadline Live, and he basically would just one day just spilled the beans on the whole Prison Planet uh, thing going on, and I was like, oh no. So, but I can understand listening to him today because the guy is entertaining. I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, some of the stuff that he oh, yeah. does and says is just going to make you laugh. But, but I mean, like I said, the, the dude showed up at the at the big two A rally over in a uh, crap. I forgot. Um, where was that one? The big one. Shit. Oh, Virginia. One, yeah, Virginia. Yeah, with Treasure Coast. He showed those guys. Yeah. Yeah, he showed up in that thing with a daggum. Uh, <clears throat> Excuse 
armored personnel carrier, man. <laughs> so funny. I, I saw pictures of it and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, I was like, uh, I, Alex did it again. He can he, he put, oh, put a smile on my face. He's a freaking, he's a rock star, man. <laughs> yeah. It, if anybody has ever uh, seen like the, uh, the, the thing where they uh, take his, uh, whatever he's saying and they uh, put it through auto tunes and they made like a folk song. <laughs> Out of what he was saying. So oh, I got. I got to look for that. Oh my god, that's so funny. But I, I got to say, the best episode I think I ever saw of his was whenever he had uh, Joe Rogan on. Oh, him and uh, Joey Diaz. Oh my god, he had he had Uncle Joey on that damn show. I was I was rolling. <laughs> What's Joey, man. <laughs> god, I love Joey. Joey's hilarious, man. Yeah, uh, when he says Uncle Joey, I mean, he reminds me of, like, family members that I actually have. So, it's, I was like, yeah, you're not too far off. <laughs> I got to start listening to his show again. I haven't listened to it in a long time. Uh, what is that? The Church of What's Happening Now? I guess. Yeah, the, yeah, the Church of What's Happening Now. Yeah. Yeah, go give a star of death to his uh, to his assistant there and watch him just lose his <laughs> mind. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> oh. God, I love him. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently that's, yeah, yeah, apparently that stuff just doesn't face him because I was like, I was like, wait, how many, how many milligrams? No, don't do that. Oh yeah, he gets lit, and he could, he could probably, you know, give a sermon. I mean, he, he was, yeah, he's like bulletproof except for weed, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's just one of those guys. So it's like who truly smoked and didn't feel a thing, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he'd be like. Five blunts? Was that really five blunts? Uh, oh, well. <laughs> I was like, hmm, uh, I think I'll go have a sandwich now. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I think I'll drive down to the deli. I'm perfectly fine to drive. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I was like, what is of course, that? This is also coming from a, this is a guy coming from, coming from a guy who has never, ever smoked weed. So I don't know. Never, ever? Like not even once? Never, <clears throat> not once. I tried one time when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And I say, I say tried because uh, it was one being passed around. I let it pass by me the first time, and I got peer pressured, so I grabbed it. I put it up to my mouth, and somebody had sealed off the, the end of it. Oh, okay. They got it all wet. Yeah. And I, so I couldn't get nothing, so I just passed it on. And that was the only – I mean, I, I grew up around it, and my family smoked it. All, a lot of my friends smoked it. It just never occurred to me. And that's, that's what kills me whenever you know I talk about the decriminalization of weed. And they're like, oh, you just want to get high. I was like, not really. I've nah. never gotten high. Nah. But I want to be able to without having my door kicked in. That's the thing about it. Yeah, Bill Murray has the uh, the greatest quote about it of all time. He goes, really, the only dangerous thing about it is when you get caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. I mean, I remember doing it in high school and then uh, a little bit in the uh, early 20s. You know, I don't do it anymore. Uh, but it's it gets that that is one of the charges that we all get it's like oh well you just want to do it just because so you can get high i was like well no i want people to do it so they can get high in the privacy of their own home and not have to worry about a cop kicking in their door and shooting their dog yeah, yeah. Like, no i want them to do it not because i want to get high because i want you to be able to get high yeah. that, that's why yeah you know <laughs> uh, th- yeah then the other thing with the uh prostitution it's like no, you know, prostitution should be able to it'd be a legal thing. I was like, well, you just want to do it so you can cheat on your wife. I was like, no, <laughs> same thing. I, no, I, I want there to be a voluntary transaction to go across. I am personally not going to take part in it. You know, and, and that's what I always say is I think that the the human they're like, well, it's just it'll breed human trafficking. I'm like, I think the reason why you have human trafficking so prevalent in the prostitution ring is because it is illegal. Yeah, it's illegal now, yeah. and that's the reason why it's there. So, yeah, you know, if it's everything's legal and above board, uh, you know, yeah, you can, you know, look at the sad uh, dude who's like in the sexless marriage for 12 years and he's going there. OK, you know, take a little bit of pity on the guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah. Just keep that one tucked away in the back of your mind. Next time you're going to go try and do a deal with him. It's like, hmm, yeah, this guy goes to the brothel. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that's uh that's always a silly thing. And it's like, I was like, well, you just want to give heroin to kids. I was like, I do not want to give heroin to kids. I have children, <laughs> you know, I hear that all the stupid holiday. Are you, you just want, you, you want kids to be able to, you know, you want companies to put 11 year olds to work at a sweatshop. Oh yeah. That was the other like, yeah. 
sweatshops. I'm like, are you really that 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 dim? You know, <laughs> no, that's not what we want. Yeah, and, and then I'll then I'll do the uh, the old Walter block. I'm gonna defend it, uh, defend something that's indefensible. I was like, well, you know, with the uh, sweatshop in third world countries, uh, it kind of keeps children from becoming prostitutes, and I also. <laughs> Have a tendency of uh, you know having food to eat at the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I tell people when they say, "Well, you just want companies to be able to pay people a dollar an hour, and they'd be happy with that." I'm like, "Well, yeah, it would probably make the price of my jeans go down if you know, yeah, they only cost cost a dollar per an hour." <laughs> yeah, sometimes deflation is a great thing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that, that's just really. Good. When I know that there's no way I'm getting through to that person, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go full asshole on him. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's like, <clears throat> I'm still gonna be nice. I'm not gonna say a cuss word, but get get prepared. I'm gonna be a little chippy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna see how mad I can get you. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, you don't want a heroin vending machine in a school? <laughs> <laughs> the hell's the matter with you? This is capitalism. You don't, you don't want peep shows in the cafeteria? What, what's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> oh, my God. can't believe this. All right, man. Well, I think that will about do it for this evening. Uh, it was great talking to you. I'm so glad uh, we were able to get this scheduled kind of on short notice. But uh, Oh, hell yeah, brother. You got you definitely got to come on mine. We're going to kick the shit for a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll schedule that up uh, probably the uh, same time. <laughs> Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, uh, and that's that's what I also would like to do sometime is actually get somebody that can join me on my morning drive. Like, Ooh. I can I can hook up like Zoom or something in my car on my phone or something and have my headphones in. Yep, and, and do an actual show while I'm doing down the road. I don't know the legalities of that, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, that would be I I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm in Louisiana. I'm covered. Just one person has to know that there's a recording going on. So, not both parties. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a one-party consent state. I was talking about the whole distracted driving thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. All right, buddy. I'll just go ahead and uh, drop all your plugs if you want. Okay. Um, yeah, you can find me on uh, any podcaster or podcatcher at The Morning Drive with David. You can find me on Twitter at... Uh, I think it's drive with david you can find me uh, on instagram where i'm a little more active on uh, the morning drive podcast and uh in facebook uh, if you want to find me you can probably find me i don't ever do nothing on that damn thing i think it's the morning drive with david you just type it in and you'll find it yep um and you can also find me at uh mlga network.com uh, that's where my the mlga network is you can find all those podcasts on there so yeah, go go hit them up. Follow me. I'll holler at you. All right. Yeah, that'll definitely do it. And in case you guys didn't catch that, just look down below in the show notes. I'll have it all linked down there for your uh, ease of use, so to speak. <laughs> Thank you again, Eric, for having me on, brother. Oh, no problem, David. Anytime. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely hit you up about uh, maybe being your first uh, in the car. <laughs> How about That'd that? That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, man. Take it easy. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. See right. you. All right, folks, and there he goes, David from the Morning Drive with David podcast. Oh, man, it was so good to have him finally on because uh, he and I had uh, been so friendly up to this point. So it's, uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say up to this point. We're still friendly. Uh, but if you guys would, while you're down there checking out his links and everything in the show notes, I've got other stuff down in the show notes. Uh, you know, my Patreon page, my Subscribestar page. I don't know what's going on with Bitbacker, but I haven't been able to get on there, so I'm just going to delist that. Uh, but float.app works, and you can find me over there. Uh, I also have a Keybase account set up, and I will figure out how to get a link onto the show notes by the time this episode comes out. Uh, if you guys just want to support uh, with the uh, with the fiat, uh, you can either buy a t-shirt or a coffee mug from me. I've got that at the Teespring store. Uh, I also have my PayPal link and my Cash App cash tag in there as well, so... Got all different kinds of ways. If you guys find value in the show, you can uh, give a little bit back. And all of that will go directly to, you know, upgrading the equipment, uh, getting some advertising, uh, all different kinds of ways. But uh, thank you guys once again for joining me on this episode. And stay tuned next week for a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. Out.